I just don't know enough about him or his music to care. So you only see things through your own lens. Basically. So it's not a subjective answer at all. Basically. Welcome to Too Much. Our podcast about, well, whatever. From issues of the world to topics of lesser grandeur. We've got you covered with a little bit too much to say about everything. So let's start the show. I'm the hillbilly that won the lottery, then lost it all, and all his family died. Michael. And I'm just trying to be somebody's holiday, Cody. Holiday. Is that that movie on Netflix? Yeah, it's pretty terrible. I can imagine. I think there's Julia Roberts' niece that's in it. I forget her name. Emma Roberts. I find her to be a really great actress. Is she any good? Really great. Yeah, all the things I've seen her in, she's been really good, but I feel like they typecast her. She's always playing a mean girl. She's always playing herself, so I wouldn't call her a great actress. You think she's a mean girl in real life? Yeah. I don't know. She She's pregnant right now, and she announced it with her boyfriend slash fiance. I just saw her on the cover of a magazine with Bump. Yeah, and she looked very, She looked like one of those really sweet girls. So I'm like, maybe she's not mean in real life. Did you ever see that um, behind-the-scenes video for... I can't remember what magazine it was, but it was like uh, Ellen Pompeo from Grey's Anatomy, Gabrielle Union... Mm-hmm. somebody else was there and emma roberts and they started talking about race and inequality okay and emma i don't Ro- think that's her conversation <laughs> emma roberts she didn't say anything the whole video she just stood there looking at them and ellen pompeo was like it's white people's responsibility this and that yeah and Gabriel union was just like that part that part and i can't remember what the, who the other girl was but she was saying stuff too emma roberts just sat there the whole time i'm like i can imagine girl, she only knows privilege. She doesn't know anything else. I mean, she is a, let's just be real. She is a beautiful, young, skinny, white, blonde girl that grew up in money. Yeah. She I'm, does not know struggle. <laughs> I was like, I kind of felt for her because it's one of those situations where it's like, it's better to say nothing than say the wrong thing. Yes. Um, but then but it she could have contributed something. It looks bad on your character not being in touch with what's going on. Yeah, especially like, when that, that became the conversation of the whole video. So it was like, as soon as they start to stop talking about the fluff stuff, yeah. stuff she had nothing to say. That's nothing so to sad. And I don't even want to say, oh, she's young. so she Because a lot of young people have a lot to say about yeah, inequality. Exactly. Even if you do not personally experience it, you know it exists. And you should have an opinion. Whether your opinion is you don't care or you feel bad. Yeah. I mean, pick one. I guess you didn't want to say you don't care because people would cancel you, even though I don't believe in cancel culture. Ellen Pompeo had a lot to say. She said some great stuff. She is very active and she's very vocal. I love that about her. I believe she has black children. Black children, a black husband. Uh, Sometimes you find people with black children not really speaking up. And when I see it, someone like her doing it, it really warms my heart because... It, it feels like their family isn't just a little a token to them. It's like, yeah, I love these people. And these these people can't, are experiencing a different, uh, they have a different experience than I do. And I want to make sure that they don't have to go through these type of hardships. If I have any type of power, any type of pull, I'm going to use it to help them. Exactly. And that's exactly how the conversation about race started. Because like halfway through the conversation, she's like, well, I, it was halfway through the video. Who knows how, lo- how long their conversation was. Yeah. But she's like, this has been a great experience. Thank you so much for doing this photo shoot with us. But when I look around the room, I don't see enough people of color. I remember. I yeah. remember that. I definitely remember her saying that. 
And then it just went into this whole thing. Yeah. And then Gabrielle Eunice started talking about, you know, um, how people think she works all the time, but like she still struggles to get roles and the roles aren't always great. The ones she's offered. True. Et cetera, et cetera. I remember watching this Christmas movie a few years back and it was with Gabrielle Union and Monique. Okay. And some oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. other people. I forget everyone. But basically all the black people where we see them in movies and we say, I know her. I know, yeah. you know, you know, like the Regina Halls of the world. Yeah. And I was like, damn, just another black holiday film that's low budget. You can tell no one invested in it. You can tell they all, no one probably got paid more than $200,000 for this film. Yeah. And the film probably made $75 million or something. Probably. Yeah. Because people support it. Because we support these films, but they don't make any money off of it and the budgets are low and it's just sad. And I saw Monique in it, I was like, damn, they really blackballed you. That was a good movie, though. It was not a bad movie. Be- you know why it wasn't a bad movie? Because everyone in that movie were great actors. Yeah. But the script people. was not great and the production of it was not great. It wasn't that bad. I didn't. Well, I'm overly critical, but still. I know. But it was it was that genre of Christmas movie, like like Holiday is terrible. I'm yes. sure it's going to be pretty successful. It's like sometimes you just want a disposable Christmas movie. That's like a genre in itself. All I'm saying is, I feel like they could have done better with the writing and with the production, the quality for that movie. I feel like whenever it's a all black movie. Sometimes it's done by a white production company. Sometimes it's done by a black production company. I don't really know. Uh, The black production companies probably don't have that much money to invest in it. So it's like, let's make do what we have. But I'd like to see other people investing in them because they're good. So you guys have been listening to the podcast. Thank you. But if the Too Much podcast isn't enough, there's a whole lot more content on Michael's YouTube. Yeah, I post like every single week and I have literally too much going on over there. Hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, and please drop a comment and tell us what you thought or what you'd like to see Michael do next. Bye. Oh, no. Back to the show. Today's episode, we're going to try something different and do all hot topics all episode long. Yeah, it's going to be fun. What do you want to talk about? Well, my story is Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You all know it. Y'all love it. This was the 90s, for Christ's sakes. It was the hottest show on TV. We're talking about Will Smith. We're doing a reunion uh, the 19th of this month, November, on Crave TV here in Canada. This week? Yeah. So what's really cool about this is that, one, Crave, you're getting some real good business here. (laughs) (laughs) For my American friends, you can catch it on like HBO Max, I think. Um, Everyone's coming back, with the exception of Uncle Phil, of course, who passed away a few years back. Yeah. Um, This is really amazing. For a 90s baby like me that loves 90s sitcoms, I can't wait. Yeah, we haven't had as many reunions for um, like youth-centric shows. Yeah. It's been more for like sitcoms so far. And with this, it's been, what, 30 days, 30 years? 30 days. 30 long days. 30 long days. Oh, my God. Um, Yeah, I saw when they first recorded it, I saw a picture of um, Will talking to the original Aunt Viv. Yes, she's going to be there. Spoiler alert. Unceremoniously. 
you know, there was a lot of chatter around her departure. And some people were saying she did an interview, but in her interview, she did not really get into specifics. She just said that Will was getting a big head. The story I heard was that she was pregnant and that during that pregnancy was very difficult. Hmm. Obviously, there's two sides to every story, but she obviously felt like she was being treated unfairly. Yeah. And the rest of the show obviously felt like she was asking for too much or being too difficult or whatever. Uh, I don't know, but she said Will was getting a big head. And some other reports said that Will thought she was trying to actually be the mom, like trying to gather everyone and Hmm. like put them in line and stuff. And Will was like, I know I'm young, but this is mine. (laughs) so Mm. they clashed a lot that's one report and she said in an interview that will was getting a big head that can mean a lot of things i mean he was a young rapper he was really popping yeah he had his own show he could have been feeling himself oh for sure but i remember watching it and then all of a sudden i see this different on viv and i was like what the hell is this are we going to address it? <laughs> I mean, it happens a lot. It does. But as a kid watching, like, I, I was like, wait, Aunt Viv was skinny and black. And now she's like, I mean, Aunt Viv is still black, but yeah. she's obviously light, way, way, way lighter and a different body type than the Aunt Viv I know. Yeah. Uh, I didn't mind the new Aunt Viv, but the original is still my favorite. Yeah. She was just... Um... I think there was more storylines that actually involved her. Yeah. Because she was funny. After the original Aunt Viv left, Aunt Viv's character just sort of faded. Yeah, she was just on the sidelines. Yeah, she was just like, oh, the mom's in the room. Do you remember when the original Aunt Viv went to that aerobics class? I'm literally thinking about that right now. It's literally in my head. On the internet. Rent free in my head. Yeah. There was no, uh, sorry, my phone was falling (laughs) if I sound like crazy. There was no um, scenes like that with the new Aunt Viv. Not that I can remember. No, the new Aunt Viv didn't do anything similar to that, or she didn't get any scenes written for her. She was always just a supporting actress in a scene with the kids. Yeah. When they were, when they announced the premiere date, I saw a picture of Will and both of the Aunt Vibs mm-hmm. for a, like a photo shoot behind the scenes pic. Love to see it. It's a, It'll be interesting to, because obviously they're going to talk about it as they part have of the to. reunion. Yeah. I saw like a, like a one-on-one with Will and original Aunt Viv. So they're obviously going to talk things through and hopefully we'll get some more info from that instead of just, I don't, I don't have any hard feelings anymore. I don't think we're going to get to the bottom of it. This I don't is think we'll get Will to the bottom, Smith we're talking but about. But I think there will be some... <laughs> I think we'll get to hear both sides of it. It will be Will's Red Table Talk. And I don't, Red Table Talk is bullshit, though. Because they they use it as like a tool to fix up people's images. Uh, I, don't, I think it's going to be produced like Red Table Talk, where it's like, I have to take responsibility for what I did. You have to take responsibility for what you did. But yeah. no one's going to actually say what they did. They have to. I don't think they will. Well. Because the, the Smiths. 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 <laughs> they are very controlling and conniving, I feel. Love them. Beautiful family. But they do try to control the narrative a lot. And it's smart. You can control the narrative and still get into it a I little bit. I don't think they will. We're going to get another freaking, um, what did Jada say? 
Entanglement. Another entanglement story. We're going to get another buzzword out of it. But we're not going to get the truth. Uh, They'll give us something to hold us and to be like, we squashed it, y'all, but we will never hear. Will Smith was mean to me and he like cursed me out and kicked me off the set. And this is how I found out I was fired. I've heard stories where people say they've gotten fired. They've got fired by Will Smith at the table read. Hmm. And they're like, people think he's nice, but he is just so cold. I Two black actresses, uh, Countess Vaughn. You know her. Yeah. She's from the Parkers. She's not a she is not a full mess. Just a partial mess. Yeah. Uh Countess Vaughn and the actress, I forget her name, but she plays Trudy on The Proud Family. Okay. Uh they said that they were in the at the table read. Everyone's excited for the show. They've done table reads before. This is like the second or third one. And during the table read, they one of them said they found out they were getting fired there. And the other one was like, they didn't really tell me I was fired. So they just, when the table read was done, everyone was still sitting down. And then they were like, okay, you can go now. And when she was leaving, they, everyone, Will waved and yelled out, bye, Paula. Oh, yeah, her name's Paula. Paula. <laughs> Will just smiled and waved at her saying, bye, Paula. And everyone else at the table said, bye. And that was it. They didn't hear <laughs> No one called her back. She's that like, doesn't bother me. That's how I found out I was fired. <laughs> Show business, baby. I know. I know. But I would love to know how Aunt Viv, the original, found out she got fired. I don't think that'll be included. Exactly. And if I'm not getting the full tea, then it's just fluff. It's not a one-hour Oprah sit-down. The show is. This ab- doesn't require an hour. This reco- the show requires is about the five Fresh minutes. Prince reunion. If you're going to give me a reunion, I want the truth. I want to hear, oh, it was fun behind the scenes. It was a family. But then give me 10 to 15 minutes with you and Aunt Viv. 15. I don't care. At least five minutes. You can, it takes no time to say, I was young. I was, I had a big ego and I just didn't want you around anymore because you were, you kept checking my ego. Maybe that will happen. I hope so. Because it would make me respect him more if he was honest. But yeah. Um. I knew I know a lot of fun happened behind the scenes, but what I want to know is why I never heard from Hillary again after the show wrapped. Why she never really got into acting after that. I know the younger sister Ashley. I keep calling them by their characters' names because I don't know their real names, apart from Alfonso. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know why Ashley. I know Ashley tried to break into acting after Fresh Prince, but it didn't work. No one really wanted her, and. Will obviously went on to rule the world. The new Aunt Viv and the old Aunt Viv, they disappeared into obscurity. I actually just saw, I started rewatching the Bernie Mac show, and the old Aunt Viv is Bernie Mac's wife's mom. Really? On the show. Yeah. Bernie Mac show, this was what, early 2000s, right? Yeah. I want to say like 2000, 2005 or something like that. So this would have been maybe 10 years after she left um, Fresh Prince ish yeah something like that yeah so so she was still acting yeah i guess she was still doing something here and there Mm. i i I really want to see this i'm gonna have to watch it it'll be good i'll watch it for sure yeah so that's it for my story did you see who's um performing at the super bowl halftime show this year i heard and i am not impressed 
for those of you who don't know, it's The Weeknd. Why are you not impressed? Uh, because I'm not that big of a fan of his. I don't think he's a bad person, artist, or anything. I just don't know enough about him or his music to care. So you only see things through your own lens. Basically. So it's not a subjective answer at all. Basically. <laughs> I think it's a good choice. Uh, he has a lot of uh, chart-topping songs. A lot. So it makes sense. However, I've never seen him perform live. And so I'm a little skeptic just because of that. I think he's great. I think um, we don't see him perform live a lot. Well, lately there's been some performances, but I think he has a really great creative director that really um, brings things to life. Like he's obviously not going to be out there dancing himself. Yeah. Um, but they come up with cool ideas. I remember even when that song for Fifty Shades earned it, was nominated for an Oscar, and he performed on the Oscar. Like, that was a simple performance, but I thought it was beautiful, too. I didn't even know he was nominated for an Oscar. I would imagine they would get him and someone else. I just don't know if he's a big enough name to carry a whole Super Bowl performance. No, hear me out. You're looking all shocked. <laughs> Because you're saying, I don't know if The Weeknd's a big enough name. The Weeknd. We just said that he has a billion chart-topping hits. Uh, we did not say that. I said, I know he has some num- some chart-topping hits. I don't know how many he has. He's like record-breaking Spotify streams, longest-running oh top five song. Oh, I don't care. I don't know her. But Doesn't that's matter. the thing. My thing is... You're saying, I, I don't know if he's big enough, and I think he's one of the biggest artists in the world right now. Opinions. No, that's kind of a fact opinions how many in the top 10 artists in the world right now is he in the top 10 yes doubt that who is in the top 10 i don't have time to list that for you exactly i could give you 10 names but he would not be in those 10 he would not be a part of it if your top 10 is based on streams sales Mm. ticket sales anything like that yes he's definitely in the top 10 probably the top five okay you're delusional Let's get facts before we start just talking crap, trash. I'm not talking trash. How could you have Shakira and J-Lo perform together but give The Weeknd a whole slot by himself for 13 and a half minutes? Because they wanted to do something Spanish and Shakira wasn't big enough to do it on her own. That's the reason you think. Yeah. Trash. You keep saying trash. Why is that trash? Because it doesn't make sense to me. J-Lo could have carried that that whole thing by herself. She has enough hits to do it. Yes, but they wanted... And she some, is Spanish. But they wanted more Latinx. J-Lo is a mainstream pop star who, sometime, who sometimes makes Spanish language albums. All, I think, all I'm saying is, personally, I don't see why he's getting a full slot on his own. Also... You couldn't give Coldplay a slot on, their, on his own. And Coldplay actually has a lot of chart-topping hits... And they have a big fan base. But what you need to understand is Coldplay was the headliner. I know, but they still didn't... They had other people to carry them through. Yeah. And it made a lot of sense. But almost every year they have somebody else. Yeah. For, so you're assuming The weekend's not going to have anyone else. I hope he does. He will. They always do. No, Beyonce, she did bring out Destiny's Child. Yes. Who did Gaga bring out? I don't know. I don't even remember that year. Did she bring anyone out? I don't remember. I I vaguely remember her performance. I remember Katy Perry brought out Missy Elliott. I remember that. And the Sharks. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, 
He's probably going to bring... Wasn't Nicki Minaj on Katy Perry's one, too? No, Nicki Minaj was when Madonna did it. Okay. Yeah. Madonna's own was really cool. I barely remember, but I have a terrible memory. Who are, who are your, like, top five Super Bowl performances? Oh, God. I have a terrible memory. I just... Prince and Beyonce. And... Yeah. I don't know. That's all I can think of from the top of my head. I liked... Beyonce's... God, people said Gaga's was really good, too. I like Beyonce's. <laughs> I like Michael Jackson's own. It was very cool. For the 80s or whatever year that was. I don't think I've ever seen Michael Jackson's just because it's so old. Yeah. Like, in full. I, I watched it in full, and I was like, this is, like, some real... Because he was very big on projection and a bunch and just performance value. Yeah. So it was really cool. And I liked... Madonna's. Madonna's was really cool. I would have liked, I would have put Katy Perry in my top five, but I just didn't feel that connected to it. It was just like a lot of production. Yeah. Like a little bit too much. When you have too much production, you lose the performance. You think so? Yeah. I liked uh, our little friend there, Bruno Mars. Loved his. Oh, I forgot that he did one. Yeah. His was really nice. Did He's you think such a he deserved perf- to do fifty uh, to do a halftime show? Yeah, because he can perform. He has the hits. He has songs that have been on the freaking charts for ten years straight, and he can perform. I'm big on performance, so if I'm watching and you're gonna like, I would. I love Mariah Carey. She's like one of the greatest to ever do it. I don't want to watch her in Super Bowl because she's gonna stand there and people are gonna dance around her. What's wrong with that? Nothing. But for my Super Bowl, I want you to dance. I want you to give me a show. Interesting. That's all I'm saying. And I think I gave four. So the fifth one would be... Give it to Gaga. I think Gaga's was good. Yeah. I don't remember it all, but... She was tired because she was jumping off of stuff and doing the most. Yeah. At some point when she was dancing, I'm like, girl, you're going to pass out. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think she, she was kind of out of it. At the time, right? Maybe. Like, she had just put out that album. She hadn't done anything for a while, so it's not like she was in the touring She her, She wasn't you know? at her physical peak, for sure. Exactly. I could see that. Not body shaming or anything, but as a, someone who performs a lot, they're normally physically at their peak to keep up with their own choreography and singing breathing techniques because she's very big on I sing live. Right. No matter what I'm doing, if I'm doing a backflip, I'm singing live. Which is good. Which I respect a lot. Pink has never, now that you mentioned singing live, Pink's never done. The Super Bowl. Yeah. I feel like she has the it's hits to now. do it. And she would be a really great performer. But she just doesn't have that traction with the fan base anymore. I mean, she has her fans, but yeah, in mainstream. I mean. Like yeah. if she were, if she was to do it, they should have given it to her years ago. Back then when she did that whole thing at the, what was it? The Grammys? When she, they dipped her in water. She was yeah. doing the aerial thing in the air. They should have gave her that year. Yeah. Because well, that's when everyone was really pumped for pink. They missed their chance. But I think the weekend's going to be really great. I think it's going to look really cool on TV watching it. Um, oh, I hear they want to have, because that... That stadium holds 66,000 people. They want to have 13,000 people in the stadium. So people can watch socially distanced. Right. I don't, to be honest, I don't care if they do it. Like some people are saying no, just don't have anyone in the stadium at all. But 
if it holds 66,000 people and you want to put 13,000 in there, like, I, yeah. It's getting in and out. That is going to be a thing. But this is America. And if Trump is having rallies with how many people, I don't know. And the people are out there in the streets going to clubs, partying. It's America. I don't really see the big deal with it. I mean, people are doing these things anyways. Yeah. If it were here in Canada, I'd be like, oh, hell no. Because <laughs> we're more responsible than that. But well, it would never happen. But yeah. they're not so responsible anyways. So I'm like, oh, you guys have a line now we're going to draw? We'll see. It's in, what, February? Yeah. We'll see what life is like in February. We will see. I mean, there's a vaccine, allegedly, by Pfizer. Allegedly is right. I'm so glad that it's going to be given to all the young and old people. I want to get the third wave of the vaccine. Let me see if anyone grows an extra arm from this first. It's going to take years to see if somebody grows an extra arm. That's fine. I'll wait. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not jumping to get it. Did you hear about this white Republican uh, politician in Pennsylvania who called himself a black gay man on Twitter? <laughs> That's a joke. No, for real. That's funny. So he was, um, I guess he tweeted something about Trump, obviously. And then somebody responded talking about something that Obama did. And then he replied to that guy and said, this is, this is the tweet. This is a quote, not my words. I'm a black gay guy and I can personally say that Obama did nothing for me. My life only changed a little bit and it was for the worse. Everything is so much better under, under Trump though. I feel respected, which I never do when Democrats are involved. I don't know what's wrong with these white Republicans doing this invasion of the body snatchers type shit. Stop. Twitter needs to really cram down on these people. There's so many of them out there with fake profiles talking about, I'm a black person that loves Trump. And but I'm sure there are real black people out there that do like Trump. I've seen them. Of course, yeah. <laughs> However, all of these people on Twitter, they're just, they're not real. They're bots. Yeah, well, as soon as it happened, he started trending, obviously, because yeah. it went viral. Did he and... use his own in Twitter? Yes. Stupid. Well, so most people are assuming that he forgot to like toggle between accounts mm-hmm. because there's this other so when they they started searching some of the words he used in the tweet like i'm a black gay guy and then they found this other profile called dan purdy which had like a black emoji as the picture and there was like four or five tweets where he said i'm a black gay guy like responding to people around the The internet and it's like how often do you see a black gay guy tweet i'm a black black gay 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 man It's like you just are. You don't have to announce it in every um, tweet. So obviously he responded uh, to the backlash and he was like, I was just tweeting a a quote from a message that someone sent me earlier in the day. It's like, no. Because you would have put put quotes around it. You would have said, somebody sent me this, da, da, da. It's just a lie. He should be fired for impersonating people online. Absolutely. Whenever I see, because I've tweeted things and, and got like a lot of, backlash feedback oh yeah backlash oh yeah i remember you they were coming for you but this past summer yes there's been a few occasions and there's always people who there's always like a few black people who are in it yeah and i'm like i'm always like is this a real person do you honestly think this is a real person most of the time i'm like no this has got to be just a bot 
someone's hiding behind it. Yeah. Like, if you have to be like, well, I'm black, it's like, that doesn't, people don't talk like that. I've been in, I wouldn't say countless, but I have been in little scuffles online before. And with racist people, of course, and never have I had to say, as a black this or a black that, you see who I am. Yeah. I don't have to tell you. Exactly. So the fact that you keep tweeting out, as a black gay man, Obama didn't do anything for me, Trump is my savior. You look crazy. No one is believing that you're real. I just can't even, the things that he says, I just can't even fathom them being true. My life only changed a little bit under Obama, and it was for the worse. <laughs> what did Obama do to make your life worse worse as a black gay man? I don't know, give you guys everything the right is, to marry? But yeah, everything <laughs> is so much better under Trump. I feel respected, which I never do when Democrats... It just said, like, the whole tweet is just so politically, like, garbage. I don't understand what... And this is something Americans are really good at. Or they've just been doing a lot of it. Going online and talking shit as the, the opposition to tear down another party or whatever. And th- what's so damaging is that other people, there's people who see it and don't see through it. So oh yeah, other Republicans will see this and be like, oh, I saw on Twitter the other day an actual black gay person who said Obama didn't do anything for him. Exactly. And think it was a real tweet. Exactly. From a real black person. Just because you saw it on the internet, Susan, doesn't mean it's real. I keep telling people this. You're like, oh, I saw this story. I'm like, and what's the source? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, give me more information because I could go online and type anything I want into Wikipedia and you can go read it and say it's fact. <laughs> and it just, it, I mean, it's so smart politically to think to do this stuff, but it's so damaging because then, yeah, people think that the things they hear. So yeah, then when people, when Trump's people go on TV and say, we've done a lot for the black community, the people who like him think back to those like stupid Facebook comments that they see of like, quote unquote, gay black men saying that their life has been better under Trump. And they're like, yeah. I see the results. I've se- I'm seeing people on Facebook are saying the exact same thing that the Trump, uh, whatever they call it, surrogate is saying on Fox News or whatever station they happen to be on. Normally Fox. <laughs> yeah. Whenever they don't like going on CNN because they always get like beaten up. Uh, it's sad, but it's politics and that's the name of the game. Nowadays. Nowadays. I mean, it's always been the name of the game. It's just that we have social media now, so it's, they're getting more creative. People just have to realize that not everything you see online is true. And just because you read it in a tweet or you read a Instagram post about it or a story does not make it true. Do your actual research. So I just saw Pharrell on the cover of Allure magazine. He has a whole skincare line coming out. It's called, what, Human Race or something like that? I mean, Pharrell does have really good skin, but why does every celebrity need to have their own beauty line now? Like, remember in the early 2000s, every celebrity had... um, Cologne? Yeah, had a perfume. Everybody. Now it's like, I need to have my own beauty line. It's like, not only Fenty Beauty, which seems the most credible to me because it's like a huge line and they have all these products but now like selena gomez has rare beauty or whatever and she's not she's not the person that i look at for beauty tips beauty and makeup and then um lady gaga has um what's it called house beauty or something like that oh yeah she house like house of gaga that kind of makes sense because her makeup is sometimes so elaborate and like um she's using a lot of like drag stars to advertise in it it's almost like costume 
yeah. makeup. That makes sense. I'm okay with that. But um, Pharrell doing skincare, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's a good product to sell because he has amazing skin. I don't mind it for him because I like that a man is doing it. And I don't see a lot of males getting that type of you know endorsement deal endorsements well more than endorsement his own company i guess and as a as a man going into a beauty supply store a lot of times i'm conflicted on what to buy what works for my skin i don't know i am only seeing women on the boxes i'm like is this for them can i use it too does it work on me or whoever's on the box is caucasian and i know we have different skin types so i'm always big on i'm not spending 70 i did this once and i was so mad i went to this into the store i told them my situation they're like oh what's your skin type i'm like oily medium oily medium dry whatever and she did some things and she's like i think this would be perfect for you and i said i don't know it looks like a really small bottle and i don't know if this serum is gonna do what i need it to do i'm like remember i'm black does this work on me i literally said that Mm -hmm. this is a white lady yeah she was like 40s or something she's like no it works for everybody I'm like, all right, girl, $75. I use it for a month. I did not see any results. I went back and I said, this is trash. (laughs) I'm like, I would actually like a refund because this did not work. And you told me it would work. Yeah. They're supposed to be experts. I went back to my little Caribbean store where they sell the black stuff. Got my cocoa butter. (laughs) Because I don't see a lot of products out there specifically for people with my skin type that are men. Men have different type of skin issues than women do. Yeah. We have ingrown hair. We have, I mean, a lot of people have acne scars, but there's certain things that I need that I can't find for myself. So if he's going to do that, I think that's freaking great. Maybe Pharrell's going to do that. I mean, I would love to have skin like Pharrell. The man's what, pushing 50 now? And he looks like a freaking 20-something-year-old. Okay, not that. Okay, I'm no, I'm exaggerating. He, he has aged a little bit in the, la- in the past like, five see, years. You can I've see the lines. It, but he still looks dramatically younger than he actually is. Yeah. And his he, skin still looks healthy, even though it's starting to wrinkle. He has a baby face. It's like an old baby right now. Yeah. That's what he looks like. Well, I wouldn't mind looking like an old baby. It's like baby face. He has that type of face, too. Still. That man does not look like a baby anymore (laughs) beauty and skincare doesn't always translate to money for celebrities but i hope it does for pharrell i mean if kylie and kim and rihanna can make it a thing for them then why not him absolutely you know who i'd love to get some skincare tips from boris chestnut (laughs) because he is a really chocolate guy and his skin it looks flawless to me yeah but he just has naturally good skin I'm pretty sure he uses something on it. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he uses something, but he it's also good genes. So Joe Biden won the election and a lot of people... Woohoo! Amen. A lot of people think that, uh, or a lot of people are rightfully giving credit, some of the credit to Stacey Abrams for flipping Georgia blue. I mean, she worked really hard. Yeah. After- she was the catalyst to them winning that state. After she lost her um, gubernatorial race, she like made it her mission to like sign up as many people to vote in the next election as she could. Um, but then this week, I heard that she's also a romance novel writer. Say what now? Yeah. Is the book out? She has eight books. I didn't know she was an author. I didn't either. So she writes under the name Selena Montgomery. Wow. And she's written eight books, um, basically like 
erotica. Like mm-hmm. those kind of romance novels, like the paperback drugstore. That makes sense <laughs> why she doesn't use her real name, because she wants to go into politics and people might not take her seriously. Yes. Um, but I feel like it's a new age for women and people aren't looking at politicians so much as buttoned up, don't have a life, you know? Yeah. You, we used to want them to be like, we would never want them to know anything outside of politics. Like even remember when Barack Obama first got elected and like people thought he was too friendly with Hollywood Yeah, and um, him and Michelle knew too much about pop culture. Like they were too hip with it. And that was almost like a critique against them. I feel like that's gone to the wayside in recent years. It's like you want your politician to be a human, to have a life outside of, you know, it's not just like, I love God, I love my family and I love serving this country. Yeah. Like people, (laughs) people want to like a little bit more than that. So, but it's super interesting that she's in politics and writing erotica, not just like writing like biographies or something like that. I know. This shows that she's a woman and she has a sensual side to her. Yes. Let me read you some of the titles. Oh God. um, Or all of the titles. Hidden Sins. Love that. Secrets and Lies. Here for it. Reckless. Yes. Deception. Mm-hmm. Never tell. Oh, I'm never going to tell nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Rules of engagement. Okay. The art of desire. These are every middle-aged housewife's fantasy books right now. And the power of persuasion. Wow. And they're all um, black cu- black couples on the covers. Really? Yeah. Love that for her. The name she chose, though. Very odd. I know. Well, when I first heard the story, I didn't see the covers. So I was like, okay, maybe she just wants to have like a typical like old white lady name to sell books like as her ghostwriting name. But maybe she just wanted to kind of keep it separate from politics. Because even when stuff like this comes out, still not everybody's going to know about it. You know what I mean? So she can still keep her lives kind of separate. But it's interesting that she has this whole job where it's like so important for her to understand what her readers want from her and now she can kind of take those skills into politics it's like she's a politician who actually understands what her voters want like there's a lot of politicians who just get into it and they're like i think this would be good and i think this would be good and they this go is based off of do. polls and they're like oh based on the polls 70 percent of people want yeah blah 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 which a lot of people lie on polls mm-hmm. <laughs> like they know it's anonymous and they know it's like whatever but a lot of them lie yeah whereas whereas stacy is like a fully formed fully rounded Mm -hmm. individual who also knows that the people voting are also fully rounded individuals who have other interests just and i love how much she is in the community she is on the streets she's talking to people she's not just having her assistants make phone calls and send blast text messages she's out there with the people pounding the pavement you have complete access to her yeah I would love to see her in office. I really think that we are going to see her in the next couple of months um, with a job in Washington. I, I'm hoping so. Joe Biden's going to give her something, whether it's, well, I don't really understand how American politics work when it comes to like the president, but like whether it's actually in the cabinet or whether she's just like head of outreach for the black community or uh, whatever. Not the Omarosa job. <laughs> but she'll do it better. <laughs> When they gave Amarosa that job, she, she remember she came on The View and they're like, what's your title? And she was like, I am the chief uh, communications this and that liaison for African-Americans something another. And they're like, so you're basically the liaison for black people. 
And she's like, well, no, I'm the, and she keeps repeating it. I'm like, girl, you are literally getting paid to do nothing because you don't have any connection to us as a community. Yeah, not at all. And you're not doing anything. Yeah. Like, who are you? Who are your contacts? What are you doing for the communities right now? Who knows what she did the whole time she was in there? I don't know. Um, record conversation so she could write a book. Well, yeah, there's that. <laughs> I mean, good for her, I guess. But yeah, we're definitely going to see Stacey Abrams in Washington in the new year, especially since she doesn't have a job right now. I mean, she's an author. She's working. Well, yeah, she's an author. And obviously, but her full-time job has been um, getting people out to vote. Like whatever charity she's been working with have obviously been paying her a salary and she... I don't even know what the phrase is, but she's worth she's worth her weight in gold. She is. Shout out to Simone Sanders. I really hope she gets the chief of staff gig come January. They, I think they usually do if they if you if you're like the chief of staff on the campaign. I think you usually transition to. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, it would be unwise if you didn't. <laughs> I mean, good for her. The campaign seemed a little rocky in the beginning. It was, but because he and he really put her through it because she had to go clean up that if you don't vote for me, you're not black thing. Yeah. She had to clean that up for him. He would say all this stupid stuff. And I would always see people on the Internet like, oh, my God, Simone Sanders must just be kicking herself for joining this (laughs) campaign. But it worked out, girl. Congratulations. Congrats. But that's it for this week. It was a pretty successful uh, Hot Topics episode, no? I know, it was. I was really scared at the beginning. I didn't know what what to think of it. We'll do it again soon, but that's all for this week. And over on my YouTube, I have a new vlog coming out this week. It's the Chubby Bunny Challenge. Go check that out. Like, comment, subscribe. If you're listening to this on your Apple, your Spotify, your Google, rate us, leave us a comment. We really want to hear from you guys. Until next time, bye.